three. Jumping right in. <laughs> Jumping right in. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Um, what is... Okay, hold on. Because I need to figure out... It is Spooktober. It I know is my that. episode. It is your episode. This is Crime Culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Caitlin. You're hearing me. It's okay, Haley. It's I'm okay. trying to Come figure back. out what day this comes out because Spooktober <laughs> always like makes me lose my mind. Uh, up in here. This up comes in out, here. This comes out the thirteenth. Yes, Thursday the thirteenth. Okay, cool. The if you're listening, holiday. if you're listening, it's Thursday the thirteenth of October. Um, that is what day it is. If you're listening on the day it comes out. Or unless you're a Patreon patron, in which case it's not Thursday the 13th. It's Wednesday the 12th. We know math and calendars. Wednesday the 12th. Mere minutes from now. <laughs> Moments. I will, I will uh, add that. We're, uh, we're last minute Larry's over here. Hey, speak for yourself. Whatever. I've been ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You won't get it because it's a SpongeBob I know reference, of but... it. I know I know enough. But what are we ready for? Tell us what's happening. We're ready to solve the Roanoke Colony mystery. Yes. Oh, I love a good mystery. I love a good solved mystery. I wish this was like the history I had in high school. Like fun, spooky stuff. I mean, I, I'm a little surprised that because like, I, I mean, obviously, I didn't learn about it being solved, but I learned about this in school. I do not remember learning about this in school. The first I heard of this was on a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode. Really? Yes. I had not heard of this before. Oh, wow. I guess it's a New England thing. Like, they're very into the whole, like, Pilgrim Puritan bullshit. Maybe. So, like, that's how I, I learned probably too early about, like, Roanoke, the Salem Witch Trials. Um, and I've been to Roanoke twice. Yeah. Wait, but you went to Roanoke twice before knowing this? Yeah. Oh, shit. And and I was just on, um, this past summer, I was in North Carolina. I forget what island it was, but it was close to... Hatteras? Um, no, uh, oh. it wasn't the Outer Banks. It was, so, it was somewhere else, but it was close to... Is it Croatoan? Croatoan. Yes, it was they close had to where that, island. that was. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk and we're literally gonna talk about that island. Um I know. That's I, I vaguely remember that name from the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode. I can't believe that you vaguely remember any of this because it's like like this was something that was like drilled into me as a kid. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Let me hear it. Well, and and I also want to say that this one goes out to mm. as we all know, Monday. This past Monday in the U.S. was Indigenous Peoples Day because it was yes, fuck Christopher Columbus, Who? um, and so yeah, I I was like, yo, this goes out to all our Indigenous peoples, listeners, yeah. non-listeners, just you know, it goes out to all of y'all because spoiler alert, this one's fucked, yeah, in many ways. There's a yeah. lot of misinformation out there. There are certain things that I learned that like in school as a kid that I was like, ooh, that's not what happened in my research for this. I'm like, ooh, yeah. that's not what happened. So, yeah. Um, but if you if you would like to get right into it, we can get right into it. Otherwise, Do it. I mean, we can yeah, continue. Tell me. We can continue to displease the people with banter. Um, but I'm ready when you're ready do it all right cue the lizzo 
Um, get it? Because she's ready. Okay. Um, so, all right. We're going to start with some backstory. So, in 1578, Queen Elizabeth presented Sir Humphrey Gilbert with a six-year grant to explore and settle unclaimed portions of North America on her behalf, with the goal being to establish a harbor for English privateers that would essentially prey on and rob the Spanish. Um, Great. Yeah, yeah. Already looking super chill. Yeah, (laughs) decidedly not chill. Um, But, and and basically for those who don't know, um, according to dictionary.com, a privateer is an armed ship that is privately owned and manned, commissioned by a government, in this case, England, to fight or harass enemy ships. And basically... Legal pirates. Legal pirates, basically. Because uh, uh, at the time, tensions between England, which was a Protestant nation, and and Spain, which was a Catholic nation, were very high. And this would ultimately culminate in the Anglo-Spanish War, which began in 1585. I feel like it's at this point that I should maybe mention that, A, I'm a huge history nerd. B, I took a lot of AP history classes. And that might be why I didn't me. learn about this, because uh, I hated history in school and did everything I could to avoid it. I mean, yeah, but I learned about this in elementary school. So, oh. yeah. Sorry, babe. But All right, well. my point is, I just spooked everybody. I'm sorry. I got a little too excited. That's what I was going to warn y'all about. I'm a little too much of a hoe for history. Also, it's it's Spooktober, so we're spooking everybody. Exactly. See, that's what it is. That's what it is. I love it. Um, but yeah, so basically, the the goal was to fuck over the Spanish while also searching for gold and silver, because obviously that's always the, the goal for them, and yeah. convert... Native Americans to Protestantism because God Gross. forbid somebody have a different religion. Um, so after this this grant was approved, two propagandists for the expedition, a pair of cousins, both named Richard Hakluit, um, H A K L U I T, and and they were named after one of them's one like so one of them had a dad. <laughs> By the same name and they were both named after that guy um but Weird. they're typically referred to as the elder and the younger so i'm just gonna be like that's what historians refer to them as like richard hackluit the elder or the younger so i'm just gonna go richard the older or richard the younger um, rich old rich old or rich young mm-hmm. um if you play your cards right i mean honestly it depends on what you're looking for if you play your cards right you could either end up a sugar baby or you could end up with like as like a domesticated housewife it's up to you um but regardless they immediately got to work being the american coast's commercial possibilities and advertising the mission of converting native americans to protestantism in order to get people interested in this venture Mm. um so in september 1578 sir gilbert captained an 11-ship fleet, which included his half-brother, whom you may have heard of, Sir Walter Raleigh. Mm-hmm. But they only made it as far as the coast of Africa before having to turn around. And so then they they kind of attempted it again about a year and a half later in March 1580 when Gilbert sent Simon Fernandez, a pirate, a real pirate, not a privateer, 
uh, okay. born in the Azores archipelago in Portugal on a recon mission to New England and the mid-Atlantic American coast before once again executing a larger mission in June 1583 with Gilbert himself once again at the helm, first to Newfoundland and then to Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia. So shout out to mm. our Canadian listeners. Oh, hey. There's a lot of shit that goes down in Canada, but this ain't about Canada, unfortunately. I'm sorry, boo-boos. So we're going to kind of skip all of the Canadian stuff. We're going to skip a lot of stuff just because this episode is long enough as it is. But I've got lots of resources if y'all want to do a deeper dive. Um, mm-hmm. So just stay tuned. So it was on this mission to to Newfoundland and the, to Canada that... Gilbert actually died at sea, but that's fine. No biggie. It's not like the capital of North Carolina is called Gilbert, is it now? Uh, Mm -hmm. So, of course, his brother, Walter Raleigh, who had grown very close to the queen, was she like all of the quotes that she had about him. Like, I know that this is problematic, but she seemed like one of those women that tokenized having a gay best friend and that he was that token gay best friend. I have Hmm. no I didn't really research whether or not like he was gay I'm not saying that he was or was not gay but it was like oh my god I loved how he dressed and I loved how he would just say anything and I was like Mm. this is very I have heard women say this in gay bars like (laughs) I just I was like hmm okay um and it was actually to the point that so we're going to talk about him a lot. And I thought he was kind of a hypocrite for a lot of the stuff. Like he doesn't really, spoiler alert, go on any of these missions that he's supposed to okay. oversee. But that is because he literally, she was like, no, you can't leave me. And I was Weird. like, oh, right. okay. But again, not in like a sexual way, just in like a, hey, like you're like my pet. I like having you around sort of way. And he was uh, like, he grew in terms of wealth, in terms of power as a result of this like alliance so he didn't have and plus he didn't have to like take months long ship voyages which sucked Uh back then so like i can see him like we were talking about sugar babies before like truly this sounds like a platonic sugar baby situation like please let me spend money on you in exchange for companionship no sex um but anywho um so raleigh was able to get her to agree to a new mission um which excellent timing because like i said it was a six-year grant that was allowed in 1578 it's 1583 math um so on april 27th 1584 two small ships ships pardon me one commanded by one of raleigh's war buddies arthur barlow and then another commanded by philip amatus sailed from plymouth with about 75 soldiers and sailors on board um plymouth england not that Uh plymouth um, not the, not the Mas- not, not the Massachusetts Plymouth. Um, we're we're a bit before that so far, but so they sailed th- to America. Fernandez, the pirate, was chief pilot, and a painter named John White and a mathematician named Thomas Harriet are believed to have tagged along as basically like the artists slash geniuses in residence. But mm-hmm. there's no records that have survived that directly confirm that they were involved with this particular voyage. Okay. However, upon arriving at the Outer Banks of present-day North Carolina in early July, they didn't run into any adults posing as teenagers looking for treasure, but they ran into Native Americans who, as you know, already lived there. So mm-hmm. people just kind of showed up on their doorstep and were like, hey, what up? So the Native Americans that they ran into were emissaries of the Werowance, which is the leader 
of the Roanoke tribe, and his name okay. was Wingina. Um, I'm going to be using the term Werowance throughout when referring to a leader because chief was kind of an Americanized or an Anglicanized oh, term. I did not know that. The, the, traditionally, they were referred to as Werowance. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm going to use. So that's why I'm explaining it once. But yeah. Um, so these emissaries gave them a far friendlier welcome than they deserved. Uh, Barlow wrote that the indigenous people, quote, never making were, quote, never making any show of fear or doubt, end quote, and that one of them spoke with them at length, after which they bestowed him with gifts and treated him to wine and meat and like all of this nice shit. And although the English originally understood these Native Americans to call their territory Wingandakan, it was mm-hmm. more properly known as the Asamokamuk, Asimoko- um, as and one of the territories was a village on the north end of Roanoke Island. So okay. all of these Native Americans spoke Algonquin. Uh, their culture most closely relates to present- the present-day Algonquin tribe of Senecomoco and Tidewater, mm-hmm. Virginia. And Barlow was very impressed by Asamokamuk. I practiced this like you have no idea. And I'm still (laughs) now I'm now I'm so nervous that I'm going to fuck it up that I'm fucking it up. Um, But Barlow was very impressed by Asamokamuk. And he wrote of its, quote, worldly goods full of deer, conies, which are rabbits, hares and fowl, even in the Mm -hmm. midst of summer in incredible abundance, end quote. And how the area had, quote, the highest reddest cedars of the world, end quote. Mm. So as these dudes just start trudging all over investigating this land, which, again, was not theirs, the Native Americans who had been suffering through a severe drought, a food shortage, clashes against the Ponoweek, 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 I believe is how it's pronounced, Mm -hmm. tribe and its allies were not really sure how to deal with this like they didn't know how to how to take this if it was a good Mm -hmm. thing if it was a bad thing half of them didn't trust these dudes but wingina felt that they would make good allies because he when they met actually was recovering from an injury sustained in battle against this other tribe and his brother was actually one of the people to originally meet with this first batch of men because he was so wounded and he was like it could be good to have them on our side okay so, yeah, when they left, when, when the English finally left in about mid-August 1584, Wingina told two high-ranking Native Americans to join them. One was Wanchese, Wanchese um, W-A-N-C-H-E-S-E, who was a Roanoke believed to have been an advisor to Wingina. And then Manteo, okay. the son of the Croatoan tribes, Werowansqua which was a female chief or a female leader. Um, and so he sent them to look into... So they're, they, they're, the Roanokes sought communion with like the spirit world. And because the English was so advanced, were so advanced, they were like, how have they harnessed this communion, this power? And okay, go with them to figure out what they're doing so that we can do it too, so that we can harness this power. Mm-hmm. So he sends these two dudes... And they lived in a mansion in London on the Thames River, granted to Raleigh by Queen Elizabeth, which was called Durham House. Okay. And that's where they taught Harriet how to speak Algonquin. He taught them how to speak English. 
Raleigh, who was doing everything he could to raise money and support for a full-on colony at Roanoke, um, it's believed that he even presented them to Queen Elizabeth's court. Mm. Um, yeah, like, big fucking deal. Um, like, but that's what, like, that was the thing. That was the, mm-hmm. the goal. Um, and so Barlow, meanwhile, prepared a report that emphasized the positive aspects of this recon mission. And Richard the Younger presented an argument in favor of colonization to the queen and her advisors, which was titled Discourse on Western Planting. And so all of this came together. It, basically, the queen was super pleased. And by December, Raleigh gained all the support he needed, all the finance, financial backing he needed. And on January 6th, 1585, he was knighted. The area was deemed a colony of England because it's not like it was owned by anybody else. And he was given the title of Lord and Governor of Virginia, which is what the queen named the new colony. Hmm. So a few months later, on April 9th, 1585, about 600 colonists, um, and I'm just using this because they lived in the colony. I don't, I am fully of the, like. Yeah, they didn't colonize They didn't colonize. It was already somebody else's. But. Yeah. They're like, it, I did not know how else to refer to them. And the thesaurus was not helpful. <laughs> um, okay. And I did not, I could not say the English, the English, the English, because it was just going to get confusing. Um, so that's where, that's about where we're at. Um, yeah. But anyway, so they sailed from, from Plymouth in five ships and then two smaller boats called Pinnaces and Pinnaces, get your minds out of the gutter, P-I-N-N-A-C-E-S to establish a fortified camp at Roanoke. And though Raleigh wasn't with them, the flagship was commanded by Sir Richard Grenville and piloted by Fernandez. And then Colonel Ralph Lane not only served as the second in command, but he was actually appointed governor of this colony, despite the fact that Grenville was leading the mission. Um, And then Barlow and uh, White and Harriet and Amadas, that other captain from the first expedition, and Manteo and Wenchies were also part of the group. Mm -hmm. So all of these colonists were men. About half of them were soldiers, and the other half were everything from like carpenters to smiths, cooks, shoemakers. There was at least one minister. And Mm -hmm. after a brief stop in present-day Portugal, on June 26th, the group arrived at the Outer Banks barrier island of Wokokan. Is that where you went? No. Okay. Um, about 80 miles or about 129 kilometers south of Roanoke. And they, three days later, Fernandez ran the main ship aground while attempting to steer through an inlet because that's what happens when you Fucking get too idiot. big for your britches. And he nearly destroyed the ship, but even worse, he ruined much of the cargo aboard and their year's supply of provisions went down to enough for 20 days. Wow. Okay. So this loss of provisions meant that the colony would support a lot fewer people than they planned. Remember, there's 600 people that are supposed to be here, not including, like, you know what I mean? Um, So Grenville decided that only about 100 men would stay with Governor Lane, which would be enough to fulfill the colony's objectives until another fleet scheduled to leave England in June 1585 could deliver a second wave of colonists and supplies. It's so crazy how long it fucking took. Oh, you have no for idea. some of this shit. You have no it's nuts. idea. Um, because this loss of provisions would prove to be pivotal in how these English people interacted with the Native Americans of Asimokamuk. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah. So meanwhile, they're freaking out about food. The English are freaking out about food. The white people are freaking out about food. The Native Americans, meanwhile, are still divided on whether or not to trust the English. Um, even more so Don't do than it. the year before. Well, it's funny you say that because while they were gone, Wingina's people had observed a total eclipse of the sun. Turn around. Yes, I mm-hmm. know it's hard and that it's not sun, but still we're going to keep on with this joke. Um, you know, how, how you be when you're annoying. And immediately upon the colonists' reappearance, a comet slowly passed in the sky. So, Whoa. yeah, between the eclipse and the comet, the Algonquins kind of were like, oh, this could be significant. This could yeah. this could mean something. Um, and when villages began to suffer from a quick-moving, often fatal, mysterious illness, uh, they saw all of these events as related, that this was basically mm. a warning, that it was good that they left and it was bad that they came back. And so on July 3rd, about a week after the English people arrived, Grenville sent a small boat and crew, including Wanchies, to Roanoke to announce their arrival. And he, Wanchies, promptly fled the English, like as soon as they touched down, and ran and warned that they could not be trusted. Whoa. However, Manteo continued to wear Western clothes, the Croatoan, um, the son of the Croatoan. Um, yeah. Gracious, um, the word is leaving my brain. It's it, not even leaving. It's left. It's gone. Um, but his mother was the Werowensqua. Um, um, okay. So he he's he's still wearing English, like Western clothes, still Uh-oh. working on his English, uh, supporting the colonization attempt, like all of it. He is still like very into this. So on July 11th, Grenville led a group of 60 men, including Manteo, on a week-long trip to the mainland where they visited multiple villages, including that of Wingina's rival, Piamecum, I believe is how you pronounce it. And then a silver cup goes missing. Okay. And <laughs> Amadas and his men went back to one of the villages that they visited, Aquascogoc, and he immediately or they accused the residents of stealing this silver cup uh Mm. didn't find the cup they were like well you didn't admit to it you stole it like you're lying all that other shit long story short they burned the village and its crops to the ground sending the villagers fleeing um some like resources that i found that were i guess a little bit more pro america than others said that they safely evacuated beforehand Nah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, why like, would you do they that? They burned that shit to the ground. They did not care if these folks evacuated. They, yeah. they, they're shitty people. Um, so on July 21st, Grenville and Manteo were granted permission to occupy the north end of Roanoke, which was about half a mile. Uh, I did not look up kilometers for that. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. Um, I typically do a search and I didn't. Hang on. Because I want, I don't want everybody to be out of the loop, and so that would be about a little under a kilometer, um, okay, from Wingina's village. And this was after Manteo arranged for a meeting between themselves and Granganamo, Granganameo, excuse me, who was the werewolf of Dasamunkapiwak, Piwak, um, okay. and also Wingina's brother, the one that they met earlier. So the colonists were dependent on the Native Americans for food and guidance because A, they didn't know the land. B, they had no fucking food. It got run on, run, run around. Yeah. Um, but 
the Native Americans were becoming more and more worried about the colonists and their violence. Like, you know, like they just burnt a whole ass village to the ground. Yeah, over a cup. Over a cup um, that they said they didn't take and they didn't believe them. Um, So even so, historian Michael Leroy Oberg wrote in his 2013 book, The Head in Edward Nugent's Hand, Roanoke's Forgotten Indians. Um, He said, quote, the English colonists, he said the, quote, English colonists came to Roanoke Island not as discoverers, but as invited guests, end quote. Mm hmm. So Grenville went back to England with Manteo and Manteo's companion, Towei, um, or Towei, T-O-W-A-Y-E, and possibly with White. Historians disagree on whether or not White went with them, the painter, um, okay. who will be important later. But either way, they were like, we're going to come back on a relief mission in the fall. Um, we're leaving 107 men behind along with with Governor Lane in charge. The relief mission never came. Mm. Uh, Queen Elizabeth diverted the ship to the Netherlands uh, at this it's like 1585 is when like I said the Anglo-Spanish war started and she basically was like anything and everything is going to fight in this war yeah um, which will be a common theme so that winter the colonists are starving um, and they likely led by Amadas the guy that burned the village to the ground sailed to the Chesapeake Bay while disease and disease, I don't know why I said it like that, and famine swept through the Native American people back at Roanoke, including Grand Ganameo, Wingina's brother, who died in early 1586. Mm-hmm. Like, the disease killed him. Uh, so by the time Amadas returned in the spring, Wingina, who by this time had changed his name um, in a ceremony, like an official ceremony, to Pemisapan, or Pemisapan, okay. Um, but it's believed that it means, quote, one who vigilantly watches, end quote. So he's literally telling mm. them he's keeping an eye on their asses. Yeah. Um, he was considering how to handle the English with the likely course of action being to move his people to Dasamunkapiak and cut off the English from any and all food supplies. Mm. So in the meantime, Lane had taken the Chowanok Werowince's son Skiko hostage so this is another tribe they take they take or he takes um their son hostage the the werewolf's son hostage and the son uh possibly he's lying when i say this um to give leverage to his people like to save himself um and to save his people but he told them of a land called chonis tamoatan and he was like this is where you can find copper and he also told them about a a passage to the pacific Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, yeah, like, basically, he. uh, it sounds to me like he was like, get the fuck out. Um, But either way, on June 1st, 1586, Lane preemptively stormed Dasamunkapiak because he, Skiko also said, oh, yeah, Pamisapan, um, the, the, again, formerly known as Wingina, um, he plans on attacking. But Mm -hmm. again, it's not known if this is just to give his people leverage. It's not known if this was true. Either way, we don't get to find out because on June 1st, 1586, Lane preemptively stormed Dasamunkapiak, which is where, again, Pemisapan and his people fled when they cut off the food. And so the Werowins, the, the very man who thought that he could trust these white people and defend them mm. was shot by Amadas. And he pretended to be dead before he waited until they weren't looking and he fled into the woods. Mm. Unfortunately, an Irishman named Edward Nugent, literally fucking Ted Nugent, 
chased him into the woods and then came back sometime later with the Werowance's severed head. Oh. So the one man who was their greatest defender, who sent people from his own community to help them and join them, they, they murder this man in cold blood. All righty then. After indirectly murdering his brother with yeah. disease. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, and these, the Native Americans have given these people way more grace than they deserved. They continue to do so. They're still divided and they chose not to retaliate immediately. They're still like getting the lay of the land, so to speak, in terms of this situation. So on June 8th, a week later, uh, a fleet of 23 ships led by Sir Francis Drake and the future governor of Virginia, Sir Thomas Gates, unexpectedly arrived. And Lane thought he and his hungry men might be saved. But a three-day hurricane came and wrecked the ship that Drake had promised to the colonists. It's almost like there are so many Karma. signs that oh, they, yeah. they shouldn't be there. That they shouldn't be there, that they should fuck right off. Like, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so by the time a relief mission did finally arrive, because Lane and his men at this point, they were like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, they did take it, as, not not as a literal sign, but they were just like, yeah, we're done here. They left, and by the time a relief mission arrived a few weeks later, they were already gone. Um, mm-hmm. And it turned out that the same thing had happened to Grenville, who, along with six ships and 200 colonists, landed at Roanoke that July and left after a few weeks. But he did leave 15 soldiers behind with enough provisions to last them a year. Um, and unfortunately, some historians speculate that Sir Grenville and his men... Uh, found a Native American hanging from a tree oh, um, when they landed at Roanoke. And it's believed that that was Skiko, mm. the young man who had been ducted. Yeah. So that's what you missed on Glee. And now we get to the lost colony. Okay. Um, had to lay that foundation. We get but it. History. History. We love it. I love it. Maybe y'all don't, but we're going to make this fun. Haley, are you having fun? I'm having so much fun. Okay, because I know that you don't like history, and I know that there are some like you who are misguided because they just had a shitty history teacher, and we're going to have fun. Because the true crime is history. Yeah. Um, Everything that happened in the past is history. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Just like low-rise jeans and whale tails, which should remain history, as I was ranting to Haley last night. Yeah. So, Raleigh, remember him? Yeah. The Lord of Virginia... He is pissed when he finds out that Lane just up and, and, the, and his men, but Lane was in charge of these men. He was the governor that he just up and left Roanoke. But he was also so intrigued by they told him about the stories that Skiko had told them of Chanis Tamoatan and a possible passage to the Pacific. So he was like, OK, one last mission. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this one more time. And this time it was led by that painter, White. OK. Um, and... He told him, okay, you're going to establish the city of Raleigh. So humble. Mm-hmm. Not at Roanoke, but somewhere on the Chesapeake Bay, because it seemed like the Native Americans were friendlier there. Gee. Ew. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so the waters were also, and also the waters were more suitable for deep water navigation. But mostly it was like, oh, well, they're just, it's like when they say that women are angry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, mm no no or when you tell when you whenever somebody says that a woman is crazy like oh my crazy ex-girlfriend what have you uh-uh. a woman is never crazy 
we are made to go crazy yeah driven um, crazy that, that's by the same for many people lots of circumstances yes and also let's like try to take crazy i know that i'm guilty of it too but like let's try to take crazy out of our vernacular but anyway soapbox gone so the voyage began on may 8th 1587 so about a year or so after the 15 soldiers were sent by grenville um to uh like stay at Roanoke, stay behind at Roanoke, and about four hundred seven years before my birthday, plus a day, um, minus a day. I don't know math, math. Um, but so White brings over one hundred settlers, not just men this time. He's like, we're gonna do this right. So he's mm-hmm. like, we're bringing in whole ass families, including his own. Um, his daughter Eleanor Dare, who was pregnant. Imagine having to make that fucking trip pregnant. Yeah. Like, God damn it. So his daughter pregnant and her husband, who was also one of White's advisors, Anianis, I think his name is, or an- okay. an- Anais, A-N-A-N-I-A-S, Dare. Um, they they go and then there's possibly, it's not really, it's not really confirmed, but it's believed that a lot of the people were potentially uh, Puritan religious dissenters. Okay. Uh, Puritans, TLDR, were like the bible beating christians of today uh they were called puritans because they wanted to keep everything pure they wanted to like yeah yeah um but so first so the soldiers that grenville left behind um we'll get to that fernandez is back he's piloting this the main ship to roanoke to check on these soldiers and to also drop off manteo and his companion toway on the way but when he got there on July 22nd, the soldiers were not there. With White later writing, quote, we found none of them, nor any sign that they had been there, saving only we found the bones of one of those 15, which the savages had slain long before, end quote. I do not approve of the term savages. No. I am simply quoting. Um, but. But wow. Yeah. Yeah. They killed their asses. And I can't say I blame them. Uh, and also we don't know what they did. And based on the previous behavior of these men, I can't say that I don't think that it was, um, unprovoked and I can't say that it wasn't warranted. Yeah. I'm not one to promote violence or death or killing or any of that, but you know what I mean? Um, to, to quote Chicago, they had it coming. Furthermore, one of Fernandez's men indicated that White's men were not welcome to reboard their ship. He was like, you should stay at Roanoke because, quote, the summer was far spent, end quote. Mm-hmm. In actuality, Fernandez and his men wanted to go to the West Indies, which is like the present day Caribbean area. And they needed to make it in time to loot Spanish ships because remember, war, privateers, yeah. piracy, all of that. So they're saying, oh, no, like, it's too late. You can't come with. No. Like, it was too late because they wanted to go not back to England. Mm. And so whatever. So this is one of the biggest controversies, actually, surrounding the Lost Colony. Um, Referring to himself in third person because he thinks he's fucking Oprah, I guess. Governor White wrote that, quote, it booted, which is believed to mean suited. Okay. uh, Not the governor to contend, end quote, with Fernandez. So it did not suit him to argue with Fernandez. But also this refusal to argue and the like him not being like, no, I'm following Raleigh's explicit instructions. He said one last time and like yeah. Ariana Grande, he fucking meant it. Nobody knows why he did that. Um, it, like it, it's it's 
confused historians for years. Uh, James Horn, an author and the president of Jamestown Rediscovery, he has argued that the incident only makes sense if White and Fernandez actually agreed together on making the change, meaning that White's later account in which he blamed Fernandez was intended to, like, deflect any anger over this change in plans. Okay. Um, like, you know, like, oh, it wasn't my idea. Um, but no matter what the reason was, the English settled in Roanoke, whether it was meant to be permanently or temporarily, they are there. And it isn't known whether or not they were nervous because of what had gone down with the last attempted colony, all of the, the like, outside of their interactions with the indigenous people who owned this land. Uh-huh. But also, you know, like, ships were run aground. They ran out of supplies. Like, it's 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 a new world. They don't really understand it. They don't really know what's what's what. And so, regardless, I don't know if they were nervous, but... They were probably pretty nervous when the body of one of White's advisors, George Howe, was found two miles from their colony in the woods on July 28th. Remember, Mm. they got there on July, I believe it was the 22nd, I said? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They got there on July 22nd. Uh, So they were there for less than a week and they find his body. That's in the woods, well. killed sixteen arrows in his body and okay. a hardcore beating to boot. All right, so um, he just fell right uh, right into some arrows, and I'm sure uh, that he did nothing to deserve it. I'm no, sure not at all. It. You don't just shoot somebody sixteen times because for funsies. No, you do. You do. That's all the right. point. Yes, he was clearly just like for sport. Um, but yeah, so three days after that, White sailed south to meet with the Croatoans, who reported that both Grenville's men and Howe had been killed by Wanchese's Roanoke mm. tribe at Dasamunkapiuk. Meanwhile, Manteo's people, and remember, uh, Wanchese, Wanchese is the Wanches, it might be Wanches after all this. Oh, God damn it, I hate myself. Um, he was the one that was like, do not trust these people. Uh-huh. Um, so meanwhile, Manteo's people promised to support the English under the condition, the Croatoans promised to support the English under the condition, quote, that there might be some token or badge given them of us, whereby we might know them to be our friends when we met them anywhere out of the town or island, end quote. Okay. However, after White asked the Croatoans to spread the word in Asamokamuk that the English were interested in a peace treaty, if they heard from the Native Americans within a week, uh, they heard nothing. Mm. So sometime after midnight on August 9th, 1587, Manteo led White and some of the men across the river to Dasamunkapiak, where the Croatoans, where the Roanoke were believed to have been. And they attacked the town, just slaughtered Mm. pretty much everybody, only to discover very much too late that it was actually occupied by the friendly Croatoan people who had asked for these badges. Uh Um, And not only had they killed the Croatoans, but also their werewolves, Menatonon. And it's assumed, because you may be asking, well, what about these badges? Apparently, the badges, they had them. They were wearing them, but it was too dark and they did not see them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
So although White later wrote that this tragic turn of events, quote, somewhat grieved Manteo, end quote. Remember. Somewhat. Yeah, just somewhat, you know. No, 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 no. Um, like, remember, like, remember, this dude, like, Wanchez was like, don't trust these people. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna learn English and wear, like, knickers or whatever the fuck that yeah, yeah, you wore yeah. in, like, the 1500s. Um. So even though it, quote, somewhat grieved Manteo, end quote, he still stood by the English. And even to the point where on August 13th, again, less than a week after his people are slaughtered. Yeah. He was baptized into the Church of England and christened Lord of Roanoke and Dasa Monkapiak, the very place where that slaughter took place. Yeah, fuck that. Um, I don't know whether it was out of fear. I'm not one to I'm not going to speak on what was going through his head because a it was a long time ago b i'm i was not i would not understand being in his position yeah um but either way it happened uh so a few days later on august 18th white's daughter gave birth to the first child born in the colony wow name was virginia dare okay and on august 21st fernandez and his sailors were finally finished unloading the three ships again remember they got there in july yeah um and they were ready to set sail for the West Indies. All that was left was the settlers needed to decide which person among them would go back with Fernandez to England to update Raleigh on the colony and get more supplies so that they could stay there for longer. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, nobody wanted to go. Nobody right. volunteered. And then they were like, actually, we want White to go. We want the governor to go. Oh. And it was like, now now see these are some white ass bitches so i can't speak on what in the stupid this could possibly be because he is their leader sure Uh but he's also the one who has the most experience in this area that's so new new to them he he has experience with the people who already live there he has experience with the land he he knows all of this shit and it's like why would you not want him to stay and i could not find a reason i don't have the foggiest idea but these okay. are the same people that say oh in a scary movie they go oh there's a noise in the basement let's go down and see what it is rather mm-hmm. than getting the fuck out of the house so i mean not not the best not the brightest so <laughs> white was like uh, allegedly he for he claimed later on that at first he was like no i'm not going but then he wanted the request put in writing. He said that he wanted an emphasis on their, quote, one mind, end quote, and as in that it was unanimous and that he was reluctant to go. He wanted that in writing. OK. So the colonists were like, bet, and did exactly that on August 25th. Literally, August 21st is when they were like, OK, we're ready. Who's going to go? Like four days later, they're like, yeah, we're putting this. Yeah, sure. We'll put this in writing. The quickest clerical turnaround in the all quickest, of history. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, so before his departure, White and the settlers agreed that if they needed to move for any reason, he needed to know where they went when they came back. Because, again, he's still the governor. Um, and plus you guys got to tell me where you're going. Basically, like if they were to leave where they're going, because, again, it's believed that this may have also been not a permanent spot for them. Uh-huh. Uh, they weren't originally supposed to be at Roanoke. Um, they were supposed to be further down in the Chesapeake Bay. So before he left, he was like, if you move for any reason, like, I need a sign. So, so they all agreed that 
They would indicate where they went by carving it on a wooden post of the palisade that had been erected by the settlers. Okay. Um, And if there were any issues, they would carve a cross above the message. So like like how people uh, today in the U.S., if, if the country is under duress, they will fly a flag upside down. Yeah. This would be their equivalent of like, okay, like if, if we left under duress, we'll fly the flag upside down. Yeah. So within two days of the colonists putting that request, that white leave in writing, he was gone. Okay. August 27th. He's out of there. And neither he nor the colonists would see each other ever again. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. Meanwhile... The Anglo-Spanish War, remember that? Still going on. Dang. Um, and the English are getting fucking nailed. But despite all the, the fact that all English ships were ordered to fight in this war, Raleigh managed to arrange for a two-ship relief mission that included White to set sail for the Roanoke Colony on April 22nd, 1588. Remember, he left August 27th, 1587. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Raleigh pulls some fucking strings to make this happen, but unfortunately they meet up with the French, this, these, these ships, these two ships meet up with the French, come fleeing back to England with their tails between their legs, Mm -hmm. did not make it. Mission failed. White was unable to arrange for another mission to return to the Roanoke colony until 1590. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's some time. Yes. And when he did, he had four ships of privateers, but no supplies, no additional settlers, just nothing. Like, he just was like, just get me there. And any, like, they just set sail for Roanoke, and these privateers weren't even going to stay. Like, they were dropping him off on the way. Damn. Um, so a storm sank one of the ships upon arrival. Not but great. they finally arrived at Roanoke on August 18th, which is what would have been virginia dare white's granddaughter's third birthday okay so he shows up being like okay yeah grandpa made it for your birthday and they never would have been able to guess what they'd find but anybody who's ever taken an american history class in new england apparently because not in new jersey um but we sure the fuck can and that would be that he found the camp had been completely abandoned there was no trace of the colony any of its inhabitants uh there weren't really any clues as to what happened to them no human remains, no graves, it, which would suggest that everybody was alive yeah. Yeah. when they left. Um, but there was no sign of battle, no sign of them leaving under duress. That's so and crazy. The site of the colony was fortified. But all that was left was a single word carved into the wooden post. Mm-hmm. Croatoan. Yeah. To White's relief, there was no cross above the word which led him to believe that they had gone safely to Manteo's Island, South of Roanoke, to, to live amongst the Croatoan tribe. And he was like, okay, I'll go there. But it was hurricane season. And mm-hmm. he, before he had a chance to get the privateers to sail to the island to find the colonists and drop him off, another storm hit, and the privateers instead said, no, we're going on our original course, and you yeah. can either stay here where nobody is, or you can come with us. Damn. So... They continued on their original course, first to the West Indies, then back to England, and the lost colonists, as they came to be known, were never found. White never saw his family again. So he never got to Croatoan. He never got there. He, 
he so he has the- no idea if they made it there oh he, d- he died okay. not knowing damn um so the story of the lost colony of roanoke has evolved into one of the greatest legends in american history it's like yeah. right up there with fucking paul bunyan uh sleepy hollow john henry see sleepy hollow is one that i heard a million times yeah that's but more sleepy hollow yeah. also doesn't have as much truth behind it you shut your hole <laughs> um but yeah so some have assumed that as was the case with Grenville's soldiers, that the colonists were quickly killed or abducted because of the history with the Croatoan tribe. Like, they mm. slaughtered them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, understandable. Um, some speculate that they were slaughtered there, but that they just did not get a chance to finish writing their message, that it was the Croatoan to write the cross, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's kind of what I learned. And that reads a little, like racist john wayne westerny like oh the the uh, yeah the redskins or whatever it is that they called them back in the, like it's just it's fucked i don't agree with that um other hypotheses because spoiler alert there's a fuck ton yeah um i know some one hold that they tried to sail back to england on their own and got lost at sea um or that they didn't get lost at sea they were killed by spaniards who had come up from florida and happened upon them okay um or that spaniards had come to roanoke from florida like that they marched up um but as far as the lost at sea theory so that basically suggests that the colonists decided to rescue themselves by sailing for england in the pinnace that was left behind the 1587 expedition Mm -hmm. again pinnace small ship mined Mm. out of gutters uh and obviously like if they had gone on this trip they likely did not make it considering people have been calling them a lost colony for centuries uh-huh. but it suggested that had they made such an effort the ship would have been lost it could have been lost at sea it could have been attacked like i said before or simply ended up somewhere else like they went the wrong way or what have you um so either way all of these theories would account for the absence of both the ship and any trace of the colonists when white arrived uh-huh. however the ship would not have been large enough to carry all of the colonists, especially considering it would have needed to carry enough provisions for the people on board in addition to people on board. Yeah. So at least some people would have had to stay behind. And again, there was nobody there. Other historians have found evidence of another scenario that these people survived and Mm. assimilated into a Native American tribe. Okay. However, this leaves open the question of which tribe or tribes they assimilated into. For example, it's widely accepted that the Croatoan were ancestors of the 18th century Hatteras, although evidence of this is circumstantial. But the present day Roanoke Hatteras tribe identifies as, a, as descendants of both the Croatoan tribe and the lost colonists. Oh, okay. And then Scott Dawson, who I, I, I don't know what to make of this guy. He's a part-time archaeologist and emergency medical technician, or EMT for short. Mm, okay. And he is the author of the book The Lost Colony um, at Hatteras I- and, and Hatteras Island. At Hatteras Island. I can't read my notes here. I'm sorry. Um, but he proposed that the colonists merged with the Croatoan people, writing, quote, they were never lost. It was made up. The mystery is over, end quote. Mm. However, he has made other comments, which I'll get into. Way to ruin like, everyone's fucking party, bro. Well, forget ruining the party, bro. Like, he says things like, oh, like, but nobody even talked about or cared about the, the lost colony until the 1930s. And I'll get into why in There's a bit. There's a lot of other shit to fucking deal with, my but dude. But that's not accurate. There's there's also records of them being mentioned at the very least by the English, but also by Americans. 
Yeah. It, it like well before the 1930s. So Fucking his reasoning research, is not, in my opinion, fully accurate. It's okay. that of a part-time archaeologist and not a full-time archaeologist. Mm. However, this conclusion, his conclusion has also been called into question uh, by other archaeologists with, for example, Dr. Elaine Outlaw calling the conclusion, quote, storytelling, not evidence-based information, end quote. While archaeologist Nick Lichetti wrote, quote, I have not seen any evidence at Croatone of artifacts that indicate that Englishmen were living there. Okay, quote. interesting. In fact, even Dawson's book admitted that there was no, quote, smoking gun. Others suggest that the colonists lived among the Chewanok or Weapamiak or okay. possibly the Chesapeake tribes for about 20 years, assimilated into their culture. Uh, and then the settlers at another colony, Jamestown, which was arguably a more well-known colony. It was named after King James. It was mm -hmm. another like stolen land situation. We'll get into that maybe another day. But either way, they had heard rumors that this is what had happened way back then. And during the first Anglo-Powhatan War, which began in 1609, the Virginia colonies, the Jamestown colonies secretary, William Strachey, suggested that the head Werowins, Powhatan, which if it sounds familiar, he's Pocahontas's dad. Oh, OK. Um, that's the chief in, you know, Pocahontas. Yeah. Like, you know, um, it, it, I'm saying in the movie, like he plays Pocahontas's dad. I don't remember off the top of my head whether or not he was actually Pocahontas's dad. But either way, he ordered for them killed. The, these settlers, uh, presumably out of fear that the former members of the Roanoke colony would join the English side and fuck them over, mm -hmm. which is valid. Um, I'm not saying that, like, that was what was going to happen, but it makes sense that he would at least worry about that, whether he killed them or not. Because yeah. Strachey also, from the vibe that I got researching him, he was pretty racist. So mm -hmm. we'll see what's true. But so Captain John Smith, pause for booing. Boo. thank you thank you um and others who were down in jamestown looked for these supposed survivors of the roanoke colony but they never found them which just added to this rumor that they were killed yeah so historian david beers quinn theorized that in the 1587 roanoke colonists decided to relocate to their original destination the chesapeake bay area and the majority of them moved on but a small group stayed behind at roanoke because white was supposed to be back any minute now and so <laughs> they were going to tell him hey we're coming back to the new colony because again remember they have no idea yeah that he's they not have no back. idea that like oh yeah like the first mission failed and then all of the ships were otherwise occupied yeah um they had no clue so the group that moved on would have quickly assimilated with the Chesapeake, while the others who stayed behind would have done the same with the Croatoan tribe. Mm -hmm. And Quinn suggested that Samuel Mesa's 1602 voyage might have ended up in the Chesapeake Bay area, and that after he and his men abducted members of the Powhatan tribe to bring back to England, because that is just something that these folks did, because uh -huh. they suck, and they're shitty, and I hate them. Um... I just, it's disappointing to read about. And also, I'm sorry in advance if you can hear my stomach growling. It's, <laughs> I, I have not eaten today. Um, but, so he believed that this, this explorer, Captain Samuel Mace, um, that when he abducted some of these members of the Powhatan tribe and brought them back to England, that they could have communicated to Thomas Harriet, that mathematician, that the English colonists were living in the Chesapeake Bay region. Mm -hmm. And as for the 
alleged killing of those former members of the colony, Quinn suggested that it would have occurred if it occurred at all in a single attack, as opposed to Strachey saying that it happened multiple times, Mm -hmm. um, that it would have been a single attack on an integrated community in April 1607, possibly as revenge for the speculative kidnappings by Mace. Um, Mm. Not as much to do with the Powhatan War, like in terms of like, oh, they're white, they're white, they'll link up, but more like as revenge. So Quinn hypothesized that John Smith was the first to learn of this massacre but for political considerations that he quietly reported it to King James rather than revealing it in his published public writings. Hmm. However, some of Quinn's peers aren't so sure about this theory. In her 2002 book, Roanoke, Solving the Mystery of the Lost Colony, anthropologist Lee Miller proposed that Sir Francis Walsingham, Fernandez, the pirate, Mm -hmm. and Edward Stratford, Strafford, excuse me, Edward Strafford and others participated in a conspiracy to maroon, intentionally maroon the 1587 colonists at Roanoke Damn. as a way to undermine Raleigh, um, whose activities supposedly interfered with Walsingham's covert machination. Ma- I can never say that word. I put it in my notes all the time and I can never say it. I know this word, I promise. It's machinations. Um, to He wanted to make England a fully Protestant nation. And... This conspiracy would have prevented Raleigh and White from executing a relief mission until Walsingham's death, which was in 1590. Okay. Uh, Miller also suggested that the colonists may have been separatists, seeking ref- as opposed to Puritans, seeking refuge in America from religious persecution in England, which would have furthered this theory because Raleigh not only sympathized with separatists, but Walsingham considered separatists to be a threat that needed to be eliminated. Mm. Uh, too much free thinking, not allowed, can't have it. So Miller theorized that the colonists split up, small group relocates to the Croatoan Island, the main body goes to Choanoke, and and they quickly spread their diseases under this theory, which weakened the Choanoke tribe and okay. caused them to be attacked by an enemy tribe. Um, and then the survivors, the, the survivors of, of the... How do I put this? So the members of the Roanoke colony who survived this attack were then under this theory taken captive by the Mandawag, which was Mm -hmm. a powerful nation to the West that the Jamestown colonists only knew from like vague accounts of their neighbors. But she then concluded, Miller then concluded that the Mandawag were the Eno or Enoki tribe who held the surviving colonists captive, traded them as slaves and just kind of dispersed them throughout the region. However, this theory has understandably been challenged, um, not just because Raleigh had significant financial backing. Like, this was a heavily supported, universally supported mission to colonize Roanoke. Uh Um, But also, Fernandez would not then, like, why would he willingly bring white or anybody back to England instead of just marooning all of them at Roanoke with the rest of the people? Why would he and his men take so long to unload? Not take so long. Like, but why would they go to the trouble of unloading all of the supplies? Like, it just, that doesn't make sense. To me, reads a little, again, like, a lot of these read a little racist. A lot of this is putting the onus on the Native Americans. And it's like, why are they the bad guys in this when they're not... They're the victims in this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then another theory stems from a local legend in Dare County, North Carolina, 
which refers to an abandoned settlement called Beachland, which is okay. located within what is now known as the Alligator River National Wildlife Refuge. Okay. And this area has had reports of people finding small coffins, some of which had Christian markings, like like old ass, like not new. Um, yeah. But this encouraged speculation that it was possibly linked in some way to the lost colony. And based on these legends that the colony that the colony ended up there, um, engineer Philip McMullen and an amateur archaeologist named Fred Willard concluded that Raleigh dispatched the 1587 colonists there that he knew they were there. He wanted them to harvest sassafras along the Alligator River. Okay, And all records suggest suggesting that the colony's intended destination was the Chesapeake Bay and that england had lost contact with the colony were supposedly faked under this theory Hmm. to hide from spanish operatives and other potential like entrepreneur competitors of raleigh's so he didn't want the spanish showing up and like fucking him over or hurting these colonists um and he didn't want any other competitors to kind of like catch on to oh sassafras is valuable here's where you can find it like like the gold rush think like the gold rush yeah um, so according to McMullen, Raleigh then quietly reestablished contact with the colony by 1597. Again, remember, White left in 1587. Yeah. Um, so then his sassafras expeditions were simply picking up the colonists' harvest because he would go on to, like, get sassafras, go get go get it or whatever. But it's it's theorized that, no, he didn't actually, like, him. he and his men didn't go get it. The colonists were already doing all of the harvesting he was just saying, like, nope, don't know where the colonists are. I'm going to go get some sassafras. Okay, I'm back, and I got it all by myself. Uh-huh. Um, that's what this theory suggests, is that he basically lied. And in this view, the colony was not truly abandoned until the secret of its location died with Raleigh in 1618, in which case they would have been fucked, because he didn't yeah. tell anybody. But after that point, McMullen argued, the colonists would have begun to assimilate with the Croatoan tribe at Beachland. However, this hypothesis largely depends upon a like legend, oral tradition, things like that. Yeah. And unsubstantiated reports, unsubstantiated reports about Beachland, as well as a 1651 map that depicts a sassafras tree near the Alligator River. And also this overlooks the fact that Grenville's privateering recovered the cost of the 1585 expedition and Mm -hmm. that sassafras wasn't particularly valuable and okay. wasn't like a hot trading commodity until the 1590s, which is well after the colony was established. It's when White kind of came back trying to find it. Okay, yeah. So he wasn't just ahead of the curve on that one? Yeah, that's kind of, that's that's the hole that's poked in this theory. Okay. So similarly, in 2006, Dawson, the EMT slash part-time archaeologist, mm-hmm. he also proposed that a southern live oak tree on Hatteras Island, which has the faint inscription Cora, C-O-R-A, carved into its bark, may be connected to the lost colony. Um, The Cora tree had already been the subject of other local legends, most notably a story about about a witch named Cora. Uh, And if you want to read more about that, that was popularized in a 1989 book by C.H. Wedby. And that's W-H-E-D-B-E-E. And I I don't remember the name of the book off the top of my head because I wasn't good. I was like, this is about the, this is about the, um, the Roanoke colony and not about cora um but either way um if you google like 1989 cora wedby w-h-e-d-b-e-e it should come up um so 
Nevertheless, Dawson argued that the inscription might represent another message from the colonists similar to Croatoan. And if so, it would indicate that the colonists left the, or could indicate, I guess I should say, that the colonists left Croatoan Island to settle with the Cori, also known as the Corinine or Corinine tribe, on the mainland. And Cori is spelled C-O-R-E-E. And so basically they settled with them near Lake Matamuskeet. And basically, so this... The hole that's poked in this theory is that a 2009 study to determine the age of the Korra tree was inconclusive, but even if the tree did date back to the 16th century, establishing the age of the inscription is another thing entirely. Just because the tree dates back to the 16th century or beyond doesn't mean that the inscription is from that period, and it's difficult to determine when it came about. Yeah. So finally... Between 1537 and 1941, a series of inscribed rocks were discovered that were claimed to have been written by Eleanor Dare, White's daughter, Virginia Dare's mother, Mm -hmm. uh, called the Dare Stones. They allegedly told of the travelings of the colonists and their ultimate deaths. Per the Daily Mail, quote, according to experts, the stone says more than half the settlers died and eventually there was news that a ship had arrived off the coast. The Native Americans worried the Europeans would take revenge, so they fled. Soon after that, shamans warned of angry spirits and all but seven of the rest of the colonists were killed. End Mm. quote. Other stones were discovered on top of this first one, but the arrangement is generally thought to be a hoax. Um, most modern historians think, think that they were actually forged because all but one of the stones, the first one that they found, uh, when you, when they looked into it, all of them led back to this stone cutter named Bill Eberhardt. Okay. And the outlying first stone is seen as different from the rest based on linguistic and chemical analysis. And it's, it could possibly be genuine, but it's difficult for them to tell. Interesting. All right. So according to to history.com, quote, in 1998, archaeologists studying tree ring data from Virginia found that extreme drought conditions persisted between 1587 and 1589. These conditions undoubtedly contributed to the demise of the so-called lost colony, end quote. So that's the other theory is that they tried to hold on for as long as they could and they simply starved. And you and I have talked about in other stories or other stories, other cases um, that like the elements can really fuck up a body like it's yeah. entirely possible especially when this is one dude who's looking it's not a whole group of people who and are he looking. came back years and later he came back years later that's what i'm saying it's entirely possible animals could have dragged the bones away like it's entirely possible that they all could have just like starved to death yeah or or in this case dehydrated to death drink your water yeah. um m- m- my cat just went Wah! and i'm like yeah you too drink your water she's sitting actually right in front of the cat water fountain because i got bougie kitties not Mm -hmm. drinking just looking just perceiving p-u-r-r-ceiving um anyway that's it that's it that's done that's it i'm done with the puns for now but nevertheless in 2007 efforts began to collect and analyze dna from local families to figure out if they were related to roanoke settlers um whether it was local native american tribes or white people just basically anybody who's like yeah my great 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 granddaddy's been here since xyz uh-huh they started taking their dna to see okay like is there any connection could there be any connection to these original settlers mm-hmm. but now do you actually want to know what happened to the lost colony of roanoke because 
Well, I also wanted to talk about um, one of the theories that was on oh, yeah. the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode was um, zombies. Oh, see, I only went with legitimate theories. <laughs> and there was also aliens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, aliens, sure. Zombies? <laughs> well, zombies, there was no bodies found and no bones and everything because uh, they all walked away. I mean... I suppose, but where did they go then? Like, it's not like they... (laughs) We didn't get that far. Details, details. We didn't get that far. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Haley's talking. It's okay. The women are talking. Zombies or aliens. Those are my theories. Okay. Um, I mean, you can have those theories, but if you want to know what actually happened, stick with me. No. Um... as, As my yoga instructor says, as everybody is desperately trying to catch our breath because she puts on welcome to the jungle i think i've talked about this she puts on welcome to the jungle and then you just are miserable for an hour um if you're with me we're gonna keep going all right in 2009 scott dawson that that part-time archaeologist and the university of bristol's mark horton began exploring the hatteras island area with horton later telling the daily mail that quote massive political eruptions and disagreements and people walking out into things end quote were probably what followed once Roanoke fell apart. Their governor left. They didn't really have a leader. Yeah. Uh, yeah and Wallace. this may have led to social splintering with Horton concluding that he heard a who. No. Um, mm-hmm. Quote, I'm pretty confident one group at least, probably the pretty substantial part, came, to, came out to Hatteras Island. End quote. So a few years later in 2013, Dawson, Horton, and their team recovered thousands of items from the island, many of which were from the Croatoan tribe. Makes sense. However, they also found writing slates, which apparently was seen as uncommon. Now, I've got a I've got a hole to poke in this theory myself. But regardless, they found writing slates. They found an iron rapier and they found some objects that had been adapted for other uses. For example, they found a copper earring that had then been fashioned into a fish hook. Okay. so Dawson said to the Outer Banks voice, quote, I can believe we I can't believe we found what we found. It's kind of surreal. We're not we we not only found evidence of mixed architecture of houses, but also metallurgy where they had blacksmith shops and were also working in copper and lead. And this continued right on into the 1600s. It's hard to say Mm. how many, but a few dozen at least lived for a few decades down there in the villages and continued to work in metals, end quote. So interesting. The the team believes that this location was the actual, quote, survivors camp, end quote, okay. where the colonists arrived before they assimilated with the Croatoan tribe. Um, and they did schedule an archaeological dig to confirm their analysis and bring up any artifacts to be found. But COVID kind of put a, put yeah, a delay on yeah, that. Yeah, we all know. However, however, I have a question as far as this theory. Like... How many times have we heard, or maybe not you, because apparently you didn't learn about this shit in school, but I was always taught that the, the just as the Native Americans taught the white people, like, hey, like, corn, corn is good, it's got the juice, um, that the, the white people, before they ruined everything, um, that they taught them shit as well. Like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. like, here's how to, like... Here, here's here's a musket and here's how to fire it and like all of this other stuff and whether that's true or not who's to say that for example the iron rapier wasn't something that they got from a a a, a an english or some kind of a white settler a non-native settler at some yeah, point maybe 
Who's to say that they weren't taught, oh, not only can this be used as an earring, but it can also be used as a fish hook. Like, why are we so convinced that the Native Americans are so stupid that they could not do this themselves? The writing slates, how how do you know that, like, it wasn't given to them or that they did not find it somewhere and they made more? Like, it, yeah. it's that's my issue. That's my issue. It's like there. It's not like they found something that said, for example, like Virginia Dare on it. Yeah. Um. He's 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 jumping to conclusions, in my opinion here. However. There's th- this is this is where we where we get into shit. So in 2012, researchers from the First Colony Foundation, a North Carolina nonprofit, uncovered a new lead as to what happened to the Roanoke tribe while examining okay. a map at the British Museum in London. So White painted this map of the Elizabethan era United States and he called it La Virginia Pars. Okay. He wrote in invisible ink. It's believed that he did this to basically keep information about the colonies from the Spanish, to protect the colonists from the Spanish. Okay. Um, but he wrote on it in invisible ink, which they discovered all these years later, um, the outlines of two forts, one which was 50 miles west of Roanoke, the same distance away that the colonists had told White that they planned to move, according to his writings. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, like, if we leave, like, we're going here. Yeah. Um, and the first Colony Foundation's team of archaeologists, led by Lachetti, set out to investigate the site in Birdie County, North Carolina, in 2015. And though they didn't see any signs of a fort that remained, they found two dozen shards of English pottery just outside mm. the village wall at what has been dubbed Site X. And okay. ground-penetrating radar revealed another possible dig site two miles away. And again, this is exactly where the map said there'd be people. Or there'd be yeah. there'd be a fort. So the search continued in December 2019 at what's been dubbed Site Y. And this brought many more fragments of ceramics from different parts of Europe to the surface. Mm. Specifically, these fragments came from vessels that had been used for food storage and preparation, which suggested the presence of long-term residents. Yeah. William M. Kelso, the Emeritus Director of Archaeology and Research at Jamestown Rediscovery, said in a statement, quote, what has been found so far at Site Y in Birdie County appears to me to solve one of the greatest mysteries in early American history, the Odyssey of the Lost Colony, end quote. Mm. So although experts haven't ruled out the possibility that the artifacts may have been left behind by colonists of of Jamestown, which was founded in 1607, 20 years after Roanoke was like white left Roanoke. Um, Lachetti said that he was confident that the find was evidence of a group of people that had relocated from Roanoke and that, that he, he, he cited. So basically he said among the things that they found, they found all kinds of like food storage containers and things like that, but they found no pipes. And interesting. Okay. He said that the Jamestown settlers, there were, they uh, like, in previous digs of Jamestown and around Jamestown that they found English pipes, which were heavily used mm-hmm. by the Jamestown settlers, but they were not used by the Roanoke or by the Roanoke colonists. Okay. So that would indicate that these ceramics were from an earlier period because after, 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 you know, like they, they started smoking and they never went back. So like, yeah, he so so he said that this indicated to him at at the very least but he's an expert he's an archaeologist um he's no half um 
he he was like this indicates to me that it's earlier which in that case it would have to be the roanoke it's near where they were said to go like it's all this stuff yeah so a first a first colony a representation for the first colony foundation told artnet news quote we are very confident that these excavations are linked to the roanoke colonies we have considered all of the reasonable possibilities and can find nothing else that fits the evidence the excavations mm. begin to reveal where the colonists went to live and how they tried to survive in the new world end quote okay now that's to say charles ewan an archaeologist at east carolina university told national geographic in response to this huge fucking discovery yeah quote i am skeptical they are looking to prove rather than seeking to disprove their theory which is the scientific way end quote Mm -hmm. which is fair and true fair and true um however i feel like they're doing a lot less reaching like i think dawson is looking to prove his theory i don't i i think that this is less i think this is like they they said like they tried to find other they've considered all other reasonable possibilities this is the only one that fits um but either way so the president of jamestown rediscovery and the first a first colony board member james horn said in a statement quote possibly a small group went to croatone island in the fall or winter of 1587 to wait for john white returned while the remainder moved inland end quote Either way, that seems plausible. Yeah. But either way, there is substantial evidence that has only recently been uncovered um, suggesting that they did live, that nothing bad happened to them, that all of these rumors of them being killed by Native Americans were just that rumors, many of which. What's the word that I'm looking for? um, Rooted in racism. Yeah, Um, I feel like that was also just like kind of a default easy way for them to go and be like oh well yeah of course that's what it is because everyone will believe it yeah well and we'll get into that because there's there's also like it's not just a reason an easy an easy route because it's like oh this is what people will believe um it's an easy route for a couple other things too um some mm-hmm. not so cute things that we'll get into i am punching my desk um so we're gonna get into the pop culture side of things and the okay. pop culture side goes back far so okay remember i mentioned sir francis bacon yeah so for those who don't know or you may know him i learned about him as sir francis bacon but he was also known as lord verulam v-e-r-u-l-a-m but he was a philosopher um he was a politician in uh 16th century england and like 17th century england um he was the attorney general and lord chancellor of england at one point um he like we talked about before how um uh, what is his name gracious how charles ewan the archaeologist at east carolina university said that um the, like he was referencing the scientific method he was saying that they weren't trying to disprove their theory that they were trying to prove it yeah 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 so sir francis bacon actually is one of the people like his works remained influential even in the late stages of the scientific method or, or, okay. or, or uh, like he helped he he led the advancement of the scientific method during the scientific revolution in the late 16th or the mid to late 16th and then all through most of the 17th century. Okay. So Bacon, like Raleigh was criticized because he apparently did not care about the fate of the 1587 colony and because people, as far as I could tell, didn't really seem to realize that like the queen was like, no, you can't go. You're staying with me. Um, Uh But either way, Bacon wrote in his 1597 essay on plantations, quote, 
It is the sinfulest thing in the world to forsake or destitute a plantation once in forwardness. For besides the dishonor, it is the guiltiness, it is the guiltiness of blood of many commiserable persons. So he basically, mm. like, this is 1597. This is 10 years after White leaves that he's like, you fucked these people over. Yeah. Um, which also, again, going back to that theory that Raleigh knew where they were all the time, like, he's getting lambasted. Why would mm-hmm. he not ever be like, no, 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 no. Like, I know where they are. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's very much like he, he had built up a public image. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this also, again, this is where I'm talking about, like, Dawson says all the time, like, nobody cared about Roanoke until the 1930s and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, people are writing about it as, as like, first of all, there's White's writings. Yeah. But also people are writing about it as as early as outside of, like, the people who were there 10 years later. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, they're, they're clearly, like... There, there's talk of it. This has been, like I said, since they since they were essentially lost, they were referred to as the lost colony. And at this yeah. point, when Sir Francis Bacon wrote in this essay, like John White had been dead for like three years. Like he, yeah. he just he, there, like one of the last people who was part of this, like died before this. Like, uh, and you would think that it based on how. Dawson tells this that he that like basically the story would have died with them but that's uh-huh. not the case I mean even Walter Raleigh he didn't die until I want to say like the six like a little like around the 16 teens um so this is around this discussion is being is being had people don't just forget like you lost a whole ass colony of people like yeah, it's not over a hundred like... people are missing. Yeah, um, so multiple stories, even poems, were published about the lost colony as the years progressed. The 1605 comedy *Eastward Ho* features H O E. Get your minds out the gutter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's a it's it's a stage play written by George Chapman, Ben Johnson, and John Marston. Um, and it features characters who are heading to Virginia that have been, and in this play, the characters are assured the lost colonists by that time have intermarried with Native Americans to give rise to, quote, a whole country of English, end quote. So they're, so uh-huh. it's still in popular culture. It's still being brought yeah. up. But historians, like American historians and the American public alike, largely overlooked this disappearance of this colony. It did not really, like, they didn't really focus on it until way earlier than Dawson said, about a hundred years earlier in 1834. Okay. And this is when George Bancroft, who was a historian and an American politician, he was, um, what do you call it? A, a like, I, the equivalent of, like, an ambassador um, to Germany during, uh, I can't remember if it was President Andrew Johnson or President Ulysses S. Grant's um, presidency. But either way, um, he was he was a big ass politician. He was a Democrat, Um, though. I think that the Democrats weren't that chill back then, if I remember correctly. But he wrote about this lost colony in his book, A History of the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was the first person to write specifically about Virginia Dare since her grandfather john white had 
And this was in like the original edition because this we'll get into it. Like multiple editions of this were published over the course of about okay. like 15 years. Um, and it, the original one was like published way back when. But so he he was the first one to write about Virginia Dare in a couple centuries and mm-hmm. like a, a, an American, so to speak. And he immediately called attention to her status as the first English child born on what would have become U.S. soil and Mm -hmm. basically, like, kind of leaned into the, like, pioneering spirit of her name. And his account captivated the American. Like, think about, like, like stories that we are all, like, obsessed with today. Like, the fucking, like, I'm trying to think. I mean, all I can think of, all I can think of are like true crime things for you and me, Hale. But of course, it, this was like their, like what happened to Baby Holly. This was their, like, because everybody just wanted to know, like, what happened to Virginia yeah, Dare. Yeah. It was like one of those huge mysteries. Yes, it's like the Zodiac killer. Like people wanted to know, like, what happened. Like, where did they end up? Like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. It's just like I said, it became stuff of legend. It's one of the oldest legends in American history. Mm-hmm. So journalist Andrew Lawler, he's a modern day journalist. Um, he later explained, quote, the country was hungry for an origin story more enchanting than the spoiled fops of Jamestown or the straight laced Puritans of Plymouth. Roanoke, with its knights and villains and its brave but outnumbered few facing an alien culture, provided all the elements for a national myth, end quote. Mm. So as the popularity of the Lost Colony and Virginia Dare rose in the 19th and early 20th centuries, early 20th centuries, so did prejudices. Uh, specifically against not just African-Americans and Native Americans, but also the number of Catholics and non-British people immigrating to the United States. Mm. Um, And soon both the Roanoke colony and Virginia Dare, but like they weirdly made her like an adult character. Um, Like they all became symbols though of nationalism, white nationalism. Okay. Um, Even when Virginia Dare was used as part of the plight for women to earn the right to vote in the 1920s, it was used to persuade North Carolina legislators to grant white women to vote. Basically like, hey, this will assure white supremacy if you do this. No. No. Yeah. I'm going to speak for Virginia Dare here and be like, "Mm, no, sweetie. No, that wasn't it. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. By the 1930s, now we're catching up to Dawson. Um, this racist connotation had pretty much subsided. So again, like he's saying that like nobody talked about this until the 30s. No, like a big part of this story kind of dissipated by the 1930s, but it was it was yeah. heavily discussed. There's lots of literature indicating, but I kind of tried to stick to more modern literature. Um, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, so mostly like the racist connotations had subsided by the 1930s, but the exception would be the V-Dare Nation and it's V-D-A-R-E, all caps, one word and that was founded in 1999 and it has been denounced in more recent years again 1989 over uh, over 20 years ago um yeah because it's a promotion they promote white supremacy it's a or it's um associated with white supremacy white nationalism neo-nazism the alt-right all that fun stuff um they they are very anti-immigration they're very far right they're very fucked up uh yeah stay the fuck away um but 
Yeah, so they, but they use still the, that whole Virginia Dare white supremacy connotation. Um, okay. However, for more popular culture, um, again, disproving Dawson's point that nobody talked about the, nobody cared about the colony until the 1930s. Celebrations of the Lost Colony, which occurred on August 18th every year, Virginia Dare's birthday, have been organized on Roanoke Island since the 1880s. Every Whoa. year there is a celebration for them. And furthermore, so kind of to capitalize on this, because it became a huge tourist attraction in 1937, this is the thing that Dawson is talking about, the premiere The Lost Colony by Paul Green premiered. Um, it was heavily publicized. It was very popular. Again, people are fascinated by this legend. And even President Franklin D. Roosevelt attended the play on August 18th, 1937, which would have been Virginia Dare's 350th birthday. Whoa. Yeah. So moving forward, though, uh, the 1994 graphic novel Batman Spawn War Devil uses the name Croatoan, saying that it's a powerful demon who attempts to sacrifice the entirety of Gotham City to Satan, not loving all of these like Satan-y connotations. And spoiler alert, there's a few... Mm. Um, yeah, ooh, gives me the ick. But there's there's a few graphic novels that use that that use it in this um, way. But then, aside from the full story, the use of the colonists' message, message Croatoan has taken on paranormal qualities in various literary works, including Harlan Ellison's 1975 short story Croatoan, and our fave Stephen King. Um, he had two, actually. So one was his 1999 television miniseries, Storm of the Century. Um, and then William Shatner actually portrayed a humanoid, human-like, whatever you want to call it, villain named Croatoan on episodes 23 and 26 of the fifth season of Stephen King's series Haven, which I believe premiered in 2010. Um, and okay. Haven is based on King's novel, The Colorado Kid. Okay. Croatoan also appears in Supernatural as again like as like a as a paranormal type of reference. Um, shout out to Autumn, that's like her favorite series. Um, and oh, yeah. in 2011, American Horror Story. So the first season, the second to last episode of American Horror Story, the season that started it all. Um, the episode Birth details a fictional legend about the lost colonists mysteriously dying and that their ghosts haunt the local lo haunted the local native americans until a tribal er elder banished them using the word croatoan uh -huh. um and then they go on as many know to expand upon this legend mentioned in this single episode in a whole ass season of the series the sixth season american horror story roanoke which premiered in 2016 and the season basically is about a fictional reality TV show that documents encounters with the ghost colonists, um, which is based on like, basically it's like a show within a show and it's a whole thing. Um, Weird. the leader of the undead colonists who she was known only as the butcher, um, or she, that's what her like thing was, but she was depicted as John White's wife, Thomason. Um, but there's actually no historical evidence that, she was like one of the colonists that she stayed behind okay as a matter of fact so we're talking about these people we're presumably talking about somebody at some point's ancestors or former relatives or what have you um so 
I felt that it was necessary to share their names because all yeah. people really talk about are Virginia Dare and John White and a little bit like Virginia Dare's parents, but like not a lot. Yeah. Um. So before I get into it, the exact number of people that were left behind at the colony by White is disputed, but the list that I have is believed to have been compiled by White and is based on one of the Richards. I don't know. Um, I should have looked, but I'm using his last name here instead. So one of the Richards, um, it's his book, The Principal Navigations, Voyages, Traffics, and Discoveries of the English Nation. And okay. this provided a list of 119 people who, quote, safely arrived in Virginia, end quote, but I've omitted some of the names in this original list because, for example, Simon Fernandez returned to England. He made it out, just like White. Oh. You, like, okay. you know, Fernandez, the captain, the pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's on this list. He doesn't count. Um, okay. George okay, Howe, okay. the guy that got murdered in the woods, he died before White returned to England. Like, we know what happened to him. Um, uh -huh. So in a 1955 analysis of this list, Quinn, that archaeologist, determined, quote, therefore, 85 men, less one dead, George Howe, and two returned, John White and Simon Fernandez, 17 women and 11 children, making 113 brought from England and 110 left by White, plus two children born on Roanoke Island and two Indians, the total left being 114, end quote. Mm -hmm. I like savage. I don't really love the word Indian. Um, I'm not a proponent of the word, but I am just for the quote. And this guy wrote this in 55, um, not to excuse, but just to explain. However, Quinn's account of 85 men may be an error because he presents all 91 names from Richard's list, Richard older slash younger's list, but he only discounts three Fernandez, Howe and White. Um, furthermore, there may be some duplicates, which I'll point out when I get to them. And then mm -hmm. meanwhile, on the other hand, Andy Gabriel Powell proposed that the list may be incomplete and that the total could be as high as 121 people wow. left behind. Yes. Um, but again, like Powell's an author. We don't really know like how I or I don't really know, I guess, how reliable um, he may be. Okay. Um, he's, he's, he's seen as a historical expert on the lost colony. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about him to say for sure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know enough about these people to say for sure. Like what was up? But either okay. way, getting into it, um, the members of the lost colony are as follows. Morris Allen. Arnold Archard, Joyce Archard, and I'm assuming their child, Thomas Archard, Richard Arthur, Roger Bailey, Mark Bennett, William Bird or Birdie, B-E-R-D-E, Henry Berry, Richard Berry, Michael Bishop, John Borden, before anybody asks, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he if he had any relation to those Bordens. I don't know. Um, okay. John Bridger, John Bright, John Brooke. Henry Brown, William Brown, John Burden, Thomas Butler, Anthony Cage, Alice Chapman, John Chapman, John Shevin, William Clement, Thomas Coleman, um, a woman with the last name Coleman, but her first name is unknown. It was either not recorded or not legible. Okay. Christopher Cooper, John Kotzmer, 
Anianus Eleanor and Virginia Dare, Richard Darridge, Henry Dorrell, William Dutton, John Ernest, Robert Ellis, who was a child and I'm assuming is the son or possibly nephew or some younger relative of Thomas Ellis, okay. Edmund English, John Farr, Charles Flory, John Gibbs, Elizabeth Glane, Thomas Graham, Thomas Harris. Thomas Harris's name is repeated twice. And it's, again, like not known whether this was by mistake or whether there were two different individuals named Thomas Harris. I mean, it's a common okay. name. It could entirely be possible that they were the same name, different people. But regardless, uh, Dionys Harvey and Marguerite Harvey and their child, whose first name is unknown, but like Virginia, was born at the colony. This is the second child to be born at the colony. Mm-hmm. John Hemington, Thomas Hewitt, Thomas Humphrey, James Hind, Henry Johnson, Nicholas Johnson, Jane Jones, John Jones, Griffin Jones, Richard Kem or Kemi, K-E-M-M-E, James Lacey, Margaret Lawrence, Peter Little, Robert Little, William Lucas, Jane Mannering, Manteo, George Martin, Emmy Merrimoth, Michael Milet, or Millet, M-Y-L-L-E-T, Henry Milton, Mum- Humphrey Newton, William Nichols, Henry Payne, Rose Payne, Hugh Pattinson, Thomas Fevens, Jane Pierce, Edward Powell, Winifred Powell, Roger Pratt, and I'm assuming either his son or some other kind of relative. He was a child, John Pratt, Henry Rufoot, John Sampson, and another child, presumably John Sampson's son, also named John Sampson. Or this could be mm-hmm. another instance like with Thomas Harris where it could be a duplicate or maybe John Sampson was a child who grew up. Um not sure. Thomas Scott, Richard Shabbage, S-H-A-B-E-D-G-E. Thomas Smart, Thomas Smith, William Soule, John Spendlove, John Start, Thomas Stevens, John Stillman, Martin Sutton, Audrey Tappan, Richard Taverner, Clement Taylor, Hugh Taylor, Richard Tompkins, Thomas Topin, Toei, John Tidway, Ambrose Vickers and Elizabeth Vickers, and who I am assuming is their child, Ambrose Vickers, Thomas Warner, Joan Warren, William Waters, Richard Wilde, Robert Wilkinson, William Wiles, Agnes Wood, Lewis Watton, Cutbert White, John Wright, Brian Wiles, John Wiles, and William Withers. Mm. And although the legend revolves around the loss of these white people, it is important to note, in my opinion, that the Native Americans of Asamokamuk also largely disappeared. Um, yeah. Not only were the Croatoans slaughtered, but so were these people. And they were among the first victims of the massacre that was waged on the indigenous people of America who lived on this land that was stolen from them. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, their names are not as readily available they were not as recorded um otherwise their names would be included on this list as well Mm -hmm. but that is the mystery of the roanoke colony and Haley, tell them what they've won (laughs) i don't know how to end i still think i still think that like um i still think there's some mystery to it yeah, I, I don't mean, know we, if it's like 100% solved. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have like a 100% solid answer yet, but the answer is I'd say like 80% answered. Yeah. yeah like it's we true. haven't found anything from them firsthand saying, hey, yeah, we're good. 
Yeah. But, and again, they started testing DNA in 2007. But like we all know, DNA t- takes a while to test, yeah, when, especially other... when it's not something. I would say there's probably more important like yes. pressing matters. That's what I'm saying. When it's not something DNA that's like testing super important. Than this. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Like obviously you want the, uh, the mystery solved, but um, there are people who could benefit from having uh, DNA answers now. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of just uh, figuring out a mystery. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, um, you can go to our website, which is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We've been getting some really nice messages recently, like DMs and stuff. Very, very nice. Uh, Reach out to us. We do read it. And we we will get back to you. And and and. I want to say if you've emailed us and we haven't responded, um, some of our emails have just ended up in the trash. And I'm not saying that it's you, Haley. I'm not saying that it's me. They just like end up there. And this has happened for what it's worth. This has happened with my personal Gmail as well. I think it might be a Gmail. We also had to put in a pretty aggressive spam filter because our email is like way out there. Like on. Yeah, I, it it just because I think our email is just like way out there. So like because yeah, it's it not even just, just from from like spam bots or anything it's like from people are spamming us like hey i'm looking to reach x y you know what i mean yeah like it's yeah. it's just not cute but yeah not a fan you can uh if you don't think um your message was read dm us and uh we're much more readily available yes. on there i would say um but you can also join our patreon for as little as a dollar as much as whatever you want there's different rewards at different levels and it's a fun time um and let us know if you're enjoying Spooktober so far. Yeah, it's a fun we hope time you're for enjoying us. It. We're enjoying yeah. it as much as we joke. We we truly are enjoying it. We enjoy. Yeah, we love it. We we like we like making people smile. I think I'm speaking for both of us. But I say we're like, and we're also like halfway through right now. I believe mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, halfway through. Hell yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah. So I guess we're gonna see you on Tuesday. Yeah, sure. I'm down. I'll I'll be there. Okay. We got fun stuff coming on Tuesday, so come back. Bye. Bye.